0: Welcome, everyone, to the Meaningful Hearts Podcast, where we discuss the everyday questions that make us or break us if we let them. With your hosts, Drew and Daniela, take our hands and let's walk this journey together. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Meaningful Hearts podcast with your hosts, True and Daniela. Today, we want to take some time to talk about perception and why it's very important. Daniela's perception of my face right now is, what is it? <laughs> um. I
1: don't I don't know. I was just listening. See, you weren't paying attention.
0: <laughs> no, I, per- I was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, but I don't my perception of your face right now is that I'm listening to you talk.
0: She's so how how am I being perceived right now as an intellectual?
1: You're being perceived as the host of the show who's That's about so- to talk about the importance of perception.
0: Okay. I made that way too complicated for no reason. (laughs) But yes, today's topic is a big one. It's part of our lives on a daily basis. It's how we see things through our glass, the glass, our mind, how we walk around every day and we make judgment calls or things that we've taught, things that we've learned and how we look at things through our eyes. Now, the power of it really comes from the things that we've learned the things that we've told ourselves to be true or the things that we believe to be true. And that can be forever changing, right? There are always new things that come out in our lives, new, new stories, new events. Um, on, this episode, on, on this episode, on this podcast, we're always learning and discovering new things. So I'd, I'd assume that we have a bunch of open-minded individuals that are looking to change their perception of things as we go along on this journey. And I think it's important to talk about being open-minded in general and how that will help us with our perceptions going forward. Daniela, you are a therapist, and I'm sure that you meet with a lot of people with a lot of different thoughts on things and how you help guide them through perceiving things in a different way so they can move on past a hurdle in their lives, correct? Yeah. Okay. Tell me about how you do that. (laughs) Through conversation. Through conversation, okay. (laughs) I believe the sky is blue when it's nighttime. And you're like, what? What are you saying? What are you saying, fool? That's not true. (laughs) How do you get past somebody that's convinced, right? They're convinced that that's what it is. But you want to help them see otherwise without kind of upsetting them or invalidating.
1: Well, I think first, ultimately, if somebody is convinced that the sky is red, there's really no convincing somebody who is really like, stuck set, dead on on the fact that the sky is red. But you said earlier that it's important to have an open mind. And I think that that's one of the biggest factors in changing and reframing perception how i go about it with people is first understanding how they got to perceive things the way they do in the first place a lot of the time it's about exploring childhood experiences which i think you were saying as you were talking that our perception is formed by the things that we go through in our experiences and what we're told i think that's where it starts you know, understanding, why do I perceive things this way? Why do I, you know, there's like that really cliche, I guess like analogy of the glass empty being, the the glass being empty versus the glass being full versus this glass just having water in it, right? And I think for those clients that I have that are looking to understand themselves, They have to be open to answering questions about how they got to perceive things in a certain way to begin with. So that's the first thing. And then I think after that, depending on what they learn about themselves, about their parents, maybe about their school experiences, about their peers, you know, how they learn to internalize things and perceive things being a certain way, depending on the outcome of that, it's also about processing. You know, because a lot of the times people, I think we just don't have full awareness until we ask ourselves questions. We're just like, well, this is just the way that I see things. But sometimes in doing the work, some realizations can be really painful to learn that you perceive things this way because your parents perceive things that way. And nobody wants to think that their parents are wrong (laughs) or that they're flawed because it's hard, it's hard to realize those things. But that's like, like I said, that's the first step is exploring how we got to perceive things this way. And then ultimately making conscious efforts to see things differently, to reframe how you view something.
0: Or to challenge, right? Challenge the way that things are seen or the way we- Well, I
1: think, I think reframing is a way of challenging because say for example i, I just actually thought of this this past week and i had a soccer game and talking about perception this is actually pretty relevant i had a soccer game and it was 11v11 and we were short one player and the coach said something that i i thought was really good because it's something that i value and i try to apply in my own life and it is about ultimately about perception he said You know, we have no control over other people and the decisions that they make. If 11 people confirmed and one of them doesn't show up, we can see the fact that we're now 10 players down as a problem, as something like, man, this sucks. We're going to lose, you know, be mad at the person, et cetera, et cetera. We can choose to see it as that, or we can choose to see it as an opportunity to see what it's like to challenge ourselves to give it all we've got and i thought that was really good and i think in talking about perception it's very applicable because we can easily get in our heads and say well we're definitely going to lose you know I and mean, we did happen to lose the game but <laughs> we tried yes. you know we tried um and i think that that reframe that he did is the challenge to what could potentially be a really negative way of seeing things versus an ideal or not an ideal, but a more realistic opportunistic or opportunist. I don't know. Like an opportunity.
0: Yeah. I think sports is a really good one. It's probably the easiest one to come across and explain to somebody because it doesn't involve politics. It doesn't involve worldviews. It's just two teams going against each other and seeing, I mean, the age old in almost every sport, I think, well, I know soccer and, and definitely in, in hockey, the curse of the two goal lead, right? You could be up two goals
1: mm-hmm.
0: and those two goals diminish very quickly. And it's, it's like, a, yeah. it's a shift. It's a mental shift where you go on cruise control when you're up two goals, think, well, we're, we're up, we're good. And before you know it, that team gets a taste by scoring one they score another one faster and then the game is switched and now the the team that was losing has the upper hand and the team that was winning is now like oh they're frazzled and they just can't Mm -hmm. get it right they don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and it's all perception the only thing that that has changed is the mind's perception of the game and it's so insane how I've seen this I mean especially being on the losing side of my sports teams and seeing how how did we go wrong? How do we lose this? How, we had we had eight runs. Like how did this I mean I'm a Mets fan. So I, if anybody out there is a baseball fan, they know what's going on in baseball right now and it's it's insane to see. Um but yeah. Perception. Things can get out of hand very quickly. And I think sports is one of the it's one of the best ones. One of the best ones to look at. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, you challenge and you get a new result. What, Where do you go from there? Like At that point, when somebody has seen new evidence of something, does that necessarily mean that's the way things are now? Or is there brushback on that? Do you think our mind rejects that? Maybe our mind is in denial of this? Oh, new a thousand percent yeah. rejects
1: it, especially when you know we grow up especially if we grow up being a or perceiving things a very particular way like i'm trying to think of an example but like my mind is drawing a blank but if it comes to me i'll share it if we grow up thinking a certain way that's all we know so when we first try to introduce a mindset shift a change in perception everything in us is no wait hold on that's not right that's not what you're used to doing and that's why i said it takes conscious effort because it is about challenging yourself and and seeing things differently until you re ultimately rewire or reprogram the thought processes that you i guess currently have if that if that makes sense yeah
0: i think that i mean i I know in, in my household, as I, I grew up in a, an interesting time, I'm sure you have too. I know it's definitely evident for me. We went from an age of dictionary, well, dictionaries, encyclopedias and going to the library and having information all every so often, uh, almanacs and things like that, to instantaneous information at our fingertips on the internet, and then from going from a computer having that, but having it in your cellular phone, where you can carry it with you and have this information on you at all times. When I say hey, I'm going to Google this real quick, and I I remember, especially with my father. We'll always go back to my dad. My dad's probably the greatest. My dad's my dad's a Hall of Famer on the show. He hmm. uh, he holds many badges. Um, one he hold held really well is ignorance, and I just think that it was more or less him wanting to be right and feeling smart versus. Anything else. So he would hold on to things that he perceived to be true. And I'd be like, Dad, that's not true. I, mean, I know you told me this with pure conviction and somebody told you that, but that's not true. That's not, that's not where, you know, that's not what happened. That's not. And he's like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You look it up on your, like, like as if I was some some smart ass or like, Oh, yeah, use your internet. Like, yeah, yeah the internet is everything. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, Dad, this is an accredited, Uh, website, whatever, for whatever we were talking about. And he just dismissed it like, oh, you're, you're one of those guys. You're one of those new tech guys. Everything's on the internet now. And it's like, you watch the news your whole life. You believe things on the radio and that's all you guys had. But now we have things have changed. Things, things are allowed to change, but I think it was more or less losing control and and owning up to the fact that the things that I was saying were not true. I mean, that's all they had back then. Your elder, your the oldest person that you knew was be was, was the one that you asked the most questions to. Being around older people and asking them questions of the past and or asking them and they 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 would just tell you things as they were, or they would give you old remedies for things and and then it, it's nice to think that older people have all this this wealth of this wealth of knowledge that they can give you and not saying not discrediting older people, but that a lot of the stuff was handed down to them from somebody else. And it's all, it's all, it's all bullshit.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that it's all bullshit. Well, but I I'm, do I'm think that with- those
0: little, those like old wives tales, those little things like that, those, those, those reoccurring things that people would say that I would hear reoccurring. I would say, sorry. Not everything, (laughs) but the thing, a lot of things that I was told was complete shit.
1: Yeah, you know that actually. That reminds me of what I first said when you asked about like the sky is blue. Um, You can't. It's really hard to convince somebody that doesn't want to be convinced that isn't open to being wrong because of how they're ultimately going to feel about themselves. I think that's what I was hearing when you were talking just now about about your dad
0: yeah and we know there are other people in our lives that still continue on that that path they'd rather go. i think
1: it's a i think it's a common thing amongst not just in our lives but in just life in general because people have a hard time sometimes acknowledging that it's you know what's interesting is that we have, as human beings, we want to control so many things. And the one thing that we can control, our perception, we really struggle to. <laughs> it's so ironic, I, I, like as I was saying it just now, because so many of the people that I've worked with and interacted with in my life, the idea that we control how we perceive things it's almost like taboo sometimes like we i don't know what you're talking about like because it's more of a they rather focus on the feeling which not to invalidate the feeling that we experience is the feeling we cannot change how we feel but we can change how we respond to how we feel which in turn affects our perception of things i don't know if i made sense just now i felt like i didn't (laughs) you
0: did you did you did I think that we also tie emotion to experiences and then we'd rather stay safe with our belief because sometimes the truth is very scary, right? Especially, you know, world events in the news. If we're going to go there, there are things that are scary. The, the world is evolving. Things are changing and it's very scary. So people would rather hold on to the past and stay in that place because it, it's, it's, they know it well and i know that older people tend to do this especially with technology they're they're afraid of it so they say oh i don't do that i don't i don't do cell phones i don't do computers i don't do email i don't do credit cards i pay everything with cash the old fashioned way and as as much as they want to do that those things catch up and they end up adapting for the most part i remember I was selling cellular phones, you know, over 20 years ago and nobody, and there were older people that didn't have cell phones. Forget about smartphones, a cell phone. Yeah. I have some
1: family members that like, don't, (laughs) don't uh, know or how to, don't know or have a smartphone. Some of my family members still have
0: um, like the flip phones. But to make my point, they didn't even want a cell phone. They were like right. no I don't want cell phones and yeah. it was like you know it's just for emergencies and then eventually they started adapting oh it's a phone for emergencies they would shut the phone. my grandmother had one she would shut the phone off and she would only turn it on when she really needed to use it so you couldn't call her on it uh, do <laughs> so you, you remember
1: a- when oh, I'm sure you remember but that actually reminds me of like when you you could only the best time to make calls was after nine because that's when you had free minutes <laughs>
0: actually funny you're talking about that so when my friend Tarun sent me a meme today and I was laughing hysterically because I was like, wow, that's so crazy. Um, and the meme says, uh, he's like, I t-, it says, I told a group of teens that I I was their age once and had to pay 10 cents per text message. And now, <laughs> and now they're like, I'm a liar. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's crazy to say that the technology existed and there was a fee for it. There was. Yeah. Or for the
1: prepaid f- phones.
0: Oh we yeah, had to pay for minutes. Free nights and weekends was, or, or I'll call you after seven. Yeah. Or mobile to mobile. Do you <laughs> do you have T-Mobile too? Do you have T-Mobile too? Are oh, awesome. We could it's just keep free. talking. Yeah. Yeah. Or that moment you find out you're talking to somebody that doesn't have the same, the same service. You're like, oh my god, I wonder uh-huh. how many minutes I just spent on this. Yeah. But it's so cra- It's really, it's really so crazy to think about. But we we slowly adopt you know the people that don't want to adopt and say no they will eventually grab on but at the very tail end of it smartphones same thing if you really think about it smartphones have really only been heavily used i would say in the past maybe 8 years 8 to 9 years i would say it's not that's not a very long time ago the iphone came out in what 2007 And people weren't using the weren't using smartphones like okay, Apple's going to come out with a phone like uh, I use an iPod, but I would need a phone. What is this phone going to do for me now? It's like, what can't your phone do for you? Mm -hmm. Takes pictures. People go on vacations with it. People are on social media, social media, all these these crazy things. And it's just it ramps up quickly. So now we're on to the A.I. frontier, right? Oh my God. But I'm just <laughs> saying, right? AI. AI is the next frontier of things. Wait, wait,
1: hold on. I'm just going to. How does this part about like cell phones tie into what we're talking about perception? We were talking. Or did we just get sidetracked?
0: We got a little sidetracked, but it, it, basically, we were talking about how older, older people don't adapt to things. Mm-hmm. They hide in the past mm-hmm. and how they're not going to adapt to things. They're, they're going to adapt. And they eventually do, like old people having cell phones. Now, old, there are some old people that are saying that. That they won't adapt to smartphones, but they have a flip phone where as opposed to 10, 20 years ago, they wouldn't even have a cell phone. That's all I was saying. I got off on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> but yes. And it makes us it helps us feel safe to go with what we know versus the new yeah. information because it's it's like, wow, everything I've ever known is, is 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 false. I remember yes. leaving my house and meeting people outside of my house and working and meeting new people. And all my beliefs of a lot of things were completely false. And I felt at first I fought it for a long time. I felt, damn, I'm like, like my, my family's wrong. My parents are wrong. I've been lied to. It's like, my life is a lie.
1: Yeah. And you know what, to connect it back to what I had been saying, those same realizations that you experience is what, some of the clients that I've worked with do experience. I know I've experienced that when I've come to the realization, like, wow, this is, things are not what I was told they were like, um, or they don't always have to be like that, at least the negative stuff. Because if you have grown up in an environment where the perception is what we're trying to get people to think about, seeing things as opportunities, seeing things as, you know, uh, Potential for growth. That's wonderful. That's A learning moment, a teaching moment. Yes, exactly. This idea of perception and the struggles that come with it is tailored more to those of us who have been in situations where we have the same realizations you and I have had or who are struggling with, you know, how they perceive the world. Mm -hmm. They might not feel so lucky. They might feel like everything is tacked against them. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with it, but I was going somewhere.
0: (laughs) The beautiful thing I want to drive home in this is you should always challenge your beliefs and look for new information and be open to growing. That's really what I wanted to bring into this conversation, that there's always something out there. You might meet somebody that might change your life just by one sentence, one book, a podcast, just constantly be on the search for, for the new and exciting things. It'll change your life forever. And as long as you have that ability to be open and understand that you not may not always be, you may not be right in what you're thinking, and I'm rock solid on some of the things I believe, but I'm still open to hearing somebody's thought on it that might just change a little bit. And that might come from the, the last person you expect, maybe the person you disagree with on everything. Daniel, any yeah. final?
1: Uh... Um, no, I think you summed it up quite well. The idea that perception, <clears throat> excuse me, that perception is ultimately what define defines our lives, but it doesn't have to be a black and white, all or nothing thing. It's not this or that. It's being open, and even if it's just one thing that resonates, or even if it's one thing that makes you say, "Wow." You know what? That's interesting. Even if it's just that, those things do ultimately shape and affect the way that you perceive things. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we appreciate you all for listening. Thank you very much.